0: episode 139. It is Tuesday here in Cincinnati. It's sunny, really chilly. It feels like a Monday because we had a holiday yesterday and everybody was off school. So my schedule, my week feels a little off as I start on a Tuesday. (laughs) So I arrive here, um, in this in-between energy of what day is it and it's so perfect because today is also a full moon in Virgo as we shift from Aquarius into Pisces, Aquarius being a really important sign in my chart, moving to Pisces which is the primary sign for my husband. So there's just a lot of beautiful movement of uh, astrological energy which directly informs our human (laughs) energy. So the confusion with the days and dates just feels perfect. I am not an astrologer who understands all the details, so I encourage you, if you haven't read any astrological reports in the last week or two, I just shared one this morning by my friend Diana over in the Soulshine Tribe that is so beautiful, and I always recommend Astro Mama. Um, there are so many people who just do beautiful work in interpreting what is happening with astrology. so I encourage you to do a little research and see what is happening and how does it affect your specific natal chart, your signs, where everything lays in all of your houses and you know, all of the stuff that I don't quite have the skill to interpret, but that I know, I know impacts us. So today, when I was feeling so much is shifting and moving, you know, what, what is my energetic interpretation of it? And that's really what matters most to each of you, each of us. It isn't what someone tells us it will be. It's when we read all of this information, which of those nuggets of wisdom feel most true and appropriate for us? Which ones resonate with us? And then we align with that information and that energy. And so, as I was sitting in my meditation time, just feeling like, what are the words that would guide me when there's so much changing in the planets and the solar system around us? And what I heard very clearly was a new way to relate. A new way to relate and so I sat with that for a while in my own meditation time, and I will attempt to, to put words to what it feels like. The best way I can illustrate it is through the example of our sweet little dog, Star, who is not always so sweet <laughs> or so little. We had a family meeting. You can hear him moving around. He knows I'm talking about him. <laughs> He's so smart. He knows as soon as I mention his name, uh uh-oh, like either I'm going to go lick her hand and see if I can be her friend or I'm going to leave the room. And he decided to leave the room. (laughs) We had a little family meeting last night about Star because he has picked up this new habit recently. And he jumps and he um he kind of nips or bites at us, which he used to do when we first got him as a rescue two and a half years ago. And I thought we were over that, and it's coming back. And so we just had a little conversation, all of us, about when we see him do it and how we think we could correct it. And, you know, how we can all be on the same page about supporting changing this behavior. And so I was, I was thinking about that when I felt these words, a new way to relate. So Star's the same dog that he was when he was born, that he was when we got him, that he will be when he eventually transitions. He's the same composition of bones and muscles and blood and consciousness and energy and heart and love And the only thing that changes in him is how he reacts to the environment around him and how all of the people who come and go through his life interact with him. I believe he had a difficult first few months, and so by the time we got him, he had some learned behaviors that took us a long time to to heal, to move through, so that he would feel safe enough that he could be more his natural way of playing and being what has happened over the last few months is we've been in winter we've been inside more we used to give him these bones that would stain the carpet because they had this preservative or something in it that stained and so we decided we couldn't do those so we increased how many times he went to daycare so he would have more play time and so we've kind of just been trying to figure it out you know like how do we all stay happy how do we keep star feeling um well fed and nourished and loved and you know he's still a young dog like how do we keep his energy you know satisfied when it's colder outside and he can't get out and do as long of a walk you know his little paws get really cold when there's snow and it's freezing outside so we've all just sort of been adjusting and what we agreed in our discussion last night is he hasn't been getting enough attention he just doesn't get enough love we're all busy and we all have a lot that we're juggling too and you know we all have our times we just want to lay on the couch and pull a blanket up and not move (laughs) just like star does except our times don't always coincide with star's times (laughs) and so as as our external world shifts as we are all relating to each other in a different way as we move through winter and you know, we start a new year, we're done with the holidays, we're kind of at that in-between space here in Cincinnati in the Midwest. It's like not quite spring, but we're still sort of in the gray days of winter. It's kind of blah, you know, there's just not a lot of stuff that is as exciting as when the spring greens start popping and the flowers and it's warmer and we can get outside. And so we're we're all in a different energy space. and. The way we're relating to star is creating behavioral responses back from him to get our attention. And so we pause and we all sort of look at what can we do differently and how can we how can we play with him more or you know correct the biting because we don't want that to become a normal behavior. And so we'll figure it out, right? Like we're all going to be paying attention and Collaborating and making sure he feels loved and safe and supported so that that doesn't have to be his response. That doesn't have to be how he gets our attention. So, when I, (laughs) this is a long example, but when I was thinking about a new way to relate this phrase, what I learned from, what I learned from witnessing the behavior of my pet, of our dog, is how I engage with him, what I can shift. You know, I do something that then creates a reaction in him and then he responds to me and it creates a new reaction in me. And so there's, there's a shift I can make always that's in my control, where I choose a new way to relate to him. I believe we can apply that to, to anything. So for example, time, You know, there's, as we shift all these astrological planets and stars and signs, and as everything starts to move again, there's the opportunity to relate to time in a different way. So before now, perhaps, not perhaps, (laughs) before now. I've really been deadline-driven for most of my life. You know, there's always a deadline. There's always stuff that needs to get done. There's a million to-do lists. It'll never get accomplished. And so I've related to time mostly from that perspective, moving up against some limitation of time. What has been shifting in me and what I feel there's so much more room for me to relate to in a new way is no deadlines no time just enjoying the moment knowing whatever is meant to get done next is going to get done because i've organized my list i've organized my thoughts i know what my priorities are and so i can just calmly and with joy and with ease move through the days knowing i'm flexible i can adjust whatever needs to be moved higher, will be done, and whatever doesn't, will get done tomorrow or the next day. You know, just taking some of the pressure off of how I relate to time. It can be the same with our relationships, you know, not just with our pets, but with the people, <laughs> with the humans. You know, how do we relate to the humans around us, and, and can, we, can we choose a new way to relate to them? If the way we're relating doesn't feel as good or serve as much so an example is you know with my husband like we've been laying on the couch watching movies a little bit more than we used to because we were always working a lot and now there's just it's just fun like it's just fun (laughs) to not have to work as hard I mean, all of my relationships, I feel like so many of them are shifting. I'm seeing the people around me in different ways, which certainly helps when you have teenagers who are growing up because they're changing so quickly and becoming adults so quickly that, you know, we have to relate differently to them. They're not the little children that we used to drive around (laughs) or, you know, walk in strollers. Like They're their own people who drive their own cars now, (laughs) so... We relate to them in new ways. Some of us, it may be through food. You know, how do we choose to relate to food differently? Can we, like, shift inside of ourselves how we feel about food so that we can nourish our bodies in different ways? It's the same with rest or exercise. You know, money, money is such a powerful one. How do we relate to money? And can we just choose a new way to relate? So a fun way to play with that is when you read some of the astrological descriptions of this full moon and they're talking about a relationship person or, you know, so many, I believe, of the astrological posts are written about human relationships. But just plug in the word money where they say partner, plug in finances or abundance or money and, and play with it. Like, how do you relate to money? Can you choose a new way to relate to it, right? This is the whole law of attraction teachings by Abraham Hicks and Dr. Wayne Dyer, and I mean, so many people. Can you shift the way that you engage energetically and how do you relate to money in a new way? our planet. I mean, I could go on and on, but you get the idea. So today's invitation on this full moon is sit for a little while under the light of the moon or just in the energy of the full moon. Just sit and allow your mind, your consciousness to bring forward the thing that is most pressing or relevant for you to relate to in a new way. Just allow your mind to go, boop, this is what it is. And then play with, how would I like to relate to this thing or this person? What would feel better to me? And then, what can I shift so that we can start relating in a new way? You can think about Star and I, if you want. You know, how do I relate to Star when he starts barking and jumping at me? You know, for me, (laughs) it usually happens in my office because he wants my attention because he knows I'm working. And so what I do is I walk him to the bathroom right by my desk and I put him in. I'm like, here you go. And I close the door and then I walk away for two or three minutes and I come back and I open the door and he comes out and he's not barking at me anymore. He's not biting me. You know, when he needs to go to the bathroom, we go outside. But if he's just doing that just to get my attention, I'm in the middle of work like that's that's how I relate to him I don't yell I don't get angry I don't you know tell him to go away I just give him a quick time out and we come back into right relationship again and then when I'm done working we can go for a walk or you know see what else he needs so that he's not bored we just choose a new way to relate that feels calmer and more peaceful that's respectful of the people around us. Full moon. <laughs> Full moon in Virgo. Do a little research, see what you can find, and then how does that apply to where you are right now? <sighs> okay.